Hi, everyone. It's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, pleasure to have you with me. And uh, my next guest is Sven Buncher from the Buncher Law Corporation in Irvine, California. And uh, they are a law firm that helps uh, people in family law area. And uh, Sven is a senior partner. It's a prominent family law firm. We're going to talk about high asset divorces today. So Sven, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. And thank you so much for having me today, Bill. My pleasure. Um, so then tell us a little bit about uh, you and your background and how you came to start the uh, Buncher Law Corporation and, and who you work with. Oh, absolutely. I'm 50 years young. I've got two wonderful kids, ages 13 and 16. Of course, my lovely wife. Having kids really helps me relate to those clients of mine which have kids of their own. I've been practicing mm-hmm. law since 1996. I'm a certified family law specialist. That means I've taken and passed some rigorous testing to get that extra degree of specialization. It also means I've completed a certain number of trials and had other uh, courtroom experience to get that certification. So that's on the family law end. And I also have experience litigating complex multi-million dollar business litigation cases, which is particularly useful Hmm. in dealing with high asset divorces. Um, often were brought in not just to handle divorces and, re- and either through mediation or litigation, uh, but often were brought in as consultants by other counsel to help resolve cases um, as a mediator or as muscle to get a case settled that just is stuck. Yeah, I can see how that could could be, uh, be good to be, have that back things as well. Uh, and when you were... Uh, taken, you know, you're in your law school and you took the bar. Uh, why did you choose family law? What, what got you interested in that side of the law? Well, that's a great question. You know, going through a divorce is probably the most stressful experience a person can have. It's, it's more demanding and stressful, unfortunately, than, than often than going through uh, the prolonged death of a loved one in the hospital. People going through this really need a great deal of help and guidance. Um, it, it brings into mind the true uh, definition of being a counselor. You're not just a lawyer. You're not just applying the law and making arguments. You're becoming a, a counselor to the person in several aspects of their life that are touched by that. These people really need help, and we very much enjoy helping these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can... I, I... I know what you mean. I've been, I've been through a divorce, 
uh, or two. And I know that how uh, you really come to rely on your attorney as your ally, um, but you also want someone who has uh, a good understanding of of what the whole thing is all about. You know, I mean, I guess there you probably get into some situations that are very uh, uh, and you know animalistic or destructive but probably others that um, I hopefully many others where it's just hey it didn't work out we we need to work through this and uh, do it with heart because we have as you said we have children watching yes and I think that's a very good point um, you know many of our clients don't have children and many do but when they are involved you don't want them to be collateral damage to a war when people come into our office, uh, the first thing we actually try and do is help them avoid their divorce. Um, we'll often ask questions and probe to find out why they're coming in. Sometimes one of the spouses will file for divorce just to put up a flare to get the other spouse's attention, and usually that's a one-way street. But when we see that, uh, we uh, pick up on it, we counsel our clients, and uh, we're often able to get rid of the lawsuit altogether and get them on the path towards reconciliation. We have some great success stories in that respect. Well, that's good to hear. So a lot of our listeners then are, are as you know, are business owners. And you, as you said, you work with a lot of business owners. Business owners have get divorces. There's a lot of stress in running a business. What are some of the biggest concerns expressed by clients that, that own a business that are about to start the divorce process with you? Um, well, that's a great question. So, you know, one of the biggest concerns uh, when people contact us and they have developed large businesses during the course of the marriage is, is they're concerned whether or not the business is going to be intact, whether or not it's going to be divided up in half during the marriage, and it's going to, they're going to lose the business. We had one client come in, and um, obviously I can't say names, but you know his stores, yeah. and they manufacture products, and they manu- sell the products throughout retail outlets throughout California. And the biz concern was this entire business was developed during the course of the marriage. His concern was is that as a result of the, the divorce, the business would be divided in half, and on top of that, it would create mass panic and chaos within the business itself, with employees being concerned about the future of their jobs, vendors, business partners, and dealers. So one of the things that we're proud of is that you know of our clients, but you don't know of their cases. Um, having done mm-hmm. the business litigation, um, having great sensitivity for these issues, um, we know how to manage these cases and get them resolved uh, and prevent that from going in the public eye. And the answer to your question is, is that um, you know, no one wants the business to be torn up. No one wants the business, which is an income-producing asset, to stop doing that. That income is for spouse support. If they're kids, it's also for child support. So only in the most very extreme and unusual cases is the, is the business going to have to be divided. The business will remain intact, and what's going to happen is if there is a, uh, a, a right by the other spouse to be, have an ownership interest in that business, they're going to be bought out either in a lump sum or over time, and the business is going to continue to run by the principal party that's been operating that business. Yeah, so so that just tells me that you do get it from the standpoint that that, that the main thing that's going to keep the economic wheels turning is to keep the business intact and running and and keep all these uh, issues private as possible and um and and try not to disrupt the business if if you can possibly do that. Um when you have 
when you have super large situations like high asset situations, uh, what's the what's the best way to resolve a, a high asset divorce? Well, that's yeah, that's so when we we try and work very hard to angle a case to resolve it in a way that's uh, going to benefit the, uh, our client the, the best and avoid uh, litigation costs. Um, mm-hmm. The best way to resolve a case, if you can, is to, for both, well, here's a tip, first of all. If you're going through a divorce, you try and keep the motions out of it. You try and keep people from going yeah. for a pound of flesh, and you try and keep it as, in, in, as business-minded, as professional as possible. Because once people start going for revenge, they start feuding, you know, it turns into a reality TV, uh, Jerry Springer show type thing. Um, And then what's happening is all the money is going to lawyers, um, and it's hard to really control the damage. Um, And unfortunately, that happens quite often. And so when we get a case, we come in, the first thing we try and do is keep that from happening. The best way to resolve a case is both parties come into my office. And I will mediate that case, and I'll work out a, a, a division, um, a settlement, an entire case, working with both sides that is completely confidential. Um, and it's going to also be in the best interest, not only of parties, but of the children. Because once the parties start feuding, that feuding is very hard to go away. And when people have kids, they're never really getting divorced. They're always bound by these kids, going to their birthdays, their graduations, Right. They're in the hospital, marriage, yeah. and so forth. So meet, uh, settlement conference with me, both sides, best way. The second best way is mediation. Uh, mediation can be done where um, I act as the mediator just through the clients meeting with me, or both each side can be represented by their own attorney. And then we go to a retired mm-hmm. judge who acts as the mediator and helps facilitate that. Um, another avenue is where both sides have attorneys, but both sides have, have um, retained reasonable attorneys who are not just looking to build the heck out of the case and are willing to, do, to look out for the client's best interest and be reasonable, and they can approach the other attorney, and the attorneys together can work out a settlement, even without the need of a mediator. But it requires that both sides have retained attorneys that are really interested in each side's best interest and that one of the parties is actually not up to some nefarious activities like secreting away money um, and hiding it right. and trying to claim it never existed. The last option, of course, is, is litigation. But there's two options within that. The public court system bill is so underfunded and impacted that it's actually much slower and much more expensive uh, in high asset divorces to use a public judge. Both parties can agree to use a private judge. These are the same judges that have been sitting on the bench mm but they've done their tour duty. They've retired and gone to a private outfit where they continue to be a judge. You can retain a private judge, and that judge will hear your case, and they will get it done more discreetly because it will be in a private surrounding, and it will be done much quicker and much more, and for much less money. And the reason why is when you go to court, typically in a case, you'll have several hearings prior to your final trial, and just to get a hearing date can take months. And then you can show up mm-hmm. and prepared to put on the show, and the court will say, guess what? We don't have time for you today. Come back in another month. And this can happen repeatedly. So you can imagine how expensive that can be to show up and not finish your matter or have to repeatedly come back just to have it heard the first time around. 
So paying a little bit of extra money to a private judge to, to show up once, get it done once, and get it done quickly actually is a lot more economically efficient. Wow, those are all great options. That I, I, I mean, I knew about mediation, the, the first couple you talked about, um, but I did not know about the others. And um, those are some great tips for our listeners. I think uh, that makes it uh, very beneficial uh, for someone to first, again, come consult with someone like you to say, hey, maybe you can help us get this done uh, peacefully and amicably uh, through, as we met, as you mentioned, options one or two. Or if not, then then let's proceed, but proceed on a, a better basis than each hiring uh, uh, separate attorneys and trying to go through the public court system. Because I've I've heard that in other areas of the law too, like probate and other other areas that the the court system is just way too impacted right now, as you as you said. Yeah, I mean, to give you an idea, idea, a single family law, a single family law judge might be handling upwards of 5,000 cases, and they don't have a heck of a lot yeah. of support staff, and so they don't ha- even have time wow. quite frequently to read all to read the papers before them before they start talking to the parties at a hearing. So it's it's a very bureaucratic process, and just unfortunately, our this system is underfunded. So that's how it is. Well, I so. think what I well, yeah, what I'm getting from this, Sven, is there's there's just a there's some creative ways to work within the structure, get what you need. We, you know, you understand we we don't want to be married anymore, but we don't have to fight about it. We can we can uh, reasonably and, uh, and and fairly come to a conclusion here. But there's some creativity built in because of some of the problems of the public court system. What are some of the um, uh, you know, and, and it sounds like you've got all the tools uh, to help people from the beginning when they're first starting to figure out which way to, to handle it. Uh, why would you say that you're uniquely suited to handle high-asset divorces? Well, that's really a good point. And here's the issue. When you have these high-asset divorces, uh, more often than not, they also involve businesses that these parties have operated mm-hmm. to get in that kind of situation. And the attorneys at our firm, and I in particular as well, have a great deal of experience not only litigating in the family law court arena, which is a, just done before a judge and no jury, but we've also litigated you know, several months long, multi-million dollar complex business litigation and other cases in front of the jury in the civil court. And when you have a high-asset divorce, it often involves mixed issues, not only of family law issues, but also civil and business litigation issues. And if the matter is not handled carefully and tactfully in the family law court, there can result in off-spinning civil litigation in other arenas. It's also helpful to have the understanding of the businesses and how they're operated and the problems that can occur that when in fashioning and seeking court orders in the family law court or fashioning a settlement, it can be done sensitive to these other issues. So you don't end up having other problems such as competitors, um, or not competitors, but other people suing you because you've released their private information um, at, during the course of the family law litigation. Uh, maybe there's been some trade secret, secrets disclosed um, or uh, sometimes there's an off-spin of defamation litigation. And when that does, in fact, occur, the great news is that 
uh, we're able to handle both sides of the case for our clients. So we can represent them in their family law case, and then we can also do damage control and represent them in the civil litigation case, where typically the other side will have to retain two or three different attorneys to handle each of the issues. And then there's expenses in terms of trying to coordinate the defense and errors often made on the other side because of failure to properly coordinate and having inconsistent theories of law between the civil arena and the family law arena. So it gets a little bit complex, but the bottom line is knowing how to have one foot in each court is a tremendous advantage in high-asset divorces. Yeah, that makes a tremendous amount of sense. And, and I'm going to throw out one other reason I think that you're, you're uniquely suited is that you're also a member of a group called Provisors, which gives you access to a large number of other professionals in and around the area. And uh, that makes you basically a good referral source for people uh, that say, hey, I need uh, valuations or I need uh, maybe some other counsel or some real estate, you know, other areas um, of help. That makes you a very good resource for that. So, Sven, when our when our listeners say, you know, uh, I, I need to talk to somebody, um, I, I should talk to Sven and see what's going on with this. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Oh, well, very simple. Just give us a call, 949-398-8720 is our number. Um, we'll do a little bit of information collecting on the intake, and then we'll set them up with an interview with an attorney. And uh, we'll give them the law in a nutshell in about five minutes that pertains to their case. Then what we'll do is we'll discuss the facts of their case, answer all their questions, and then whether or not they retain our firm, we'll give them a clear path of action so they know what's going to happen and what they have to do next, what they have to do next in their case. Love it. And uh, by the way, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're near your computer, then you can also go on uh, www.buncherlaw.com and look at their blogs and their library. You get many of your questions answered about the divorce process, but you'll get a sense for this, this wonderful firm and the, and the heart they bring to a very difficult um, situation for a lot of people. I've heard a lot of great things about your firm, Sven. I'm, I'm happy that we were finally able to get an interview put together, and I uh, wish you the best of luck, and I, I hope uh, uh, maybe we can uh, – talk again someday and talk about some specific cases now that we've got a good overview of your firm. It was absolutely my pleasure and my honor to be on your show. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 